Hello and welcome to Splatter Chatter, where October never dies. I am Ms. Melmoy, and as you can hear, I have no voice, but I am here with... <laughs> Me, Mr. Craigers. Mr. Craigers. <clears throat> and I, I do have a voice. He has a voice. You so, know. You know. It's, it's, it's not great, but it's mine. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've come to love it. <laughs> yes, this is a combination of... Uh, cold and going out for a friend's 30th birthday party last night um and here yep. we are <laughs> but we we feel that it, it adds an air of the spook it adds an air of the spook one time i actually in high school had to give a speech an informative speech for my comp class with i had no voice but i was like I've geared up for this. Like I'm doing it today. I'm not pushing this back. Like I've been thinking about it and anxious about it for a week. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And I had like Rude. no voice, but it was about Penhurst. Like it was an informative speech about Penhurst. So it like set the mood for the whole thing. So hopefully that, that's like divine intervention. Yeah. Yeah. The no horror yeah. gods. I got a 99 on the speech. Um, so yeah, hopefully that that's with us today. Um, we, Mr. Quegas, had the idea to in celebrate uh, Women's History Month of March with a series of podcasts this month on famous scream queens. I say famous as if there aren't famous scream queens. But um, <laughs> yeah, so after a bit of discussion about how to go about it, we decided we're going to go reverse chronological order um, because the 70s Mixing and it up. 70s and 80s are like the Scream Queen time. So um, we're going to start now, right now, the Scream Queens of right now, um, and work backwards. Right and work backwards, yeah. yeah. So, so, okay, so what okay. is a Scream Queen? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you don't know, um, those out there who um, maybe aren't super into horror movies, a.k.a. our friends, Mm-hmm. You listen scream- to this anyway. Yeah, yeah. A scream queen, not to be confused with the Ryan Murphy Fox television show Scream Queen, or the I think an AVH one reality show Scream Queens. Oh, they scream <laughs> queens <laughs> are. I know. Are actresses who have become associated with their work in horror films. Either um, as frequent uh, recurring victims, like usually the main female protagonist, or even as the um, villain, um, in usually in slasher films, but it's not necessarily limited to that. <clears throat> and recently, uh, it's definitely been not slasher films. It's been um, yeah, all walks absolutely. It kind of was, I think, was the damsel in distress archetype in a way. Um, but uh, let's see my notes here. Here, Lloyd Kaufman, the founder of Trauma Entertainment, which is a big horror production company, notes that a scream queen is more than just crying and having catch thrown on you. You not only have to be attractive, but you have to have a big brain. You have to be able to appear frightened, sad, and you have to be romantic. And um, Debbie Rochon, who was a screen queen herself, says that a true screen queen is not the perfect woman. 
She is sexy and seductive, but more importantly, she is attainable, or so it would seem. <clears throat> These are notes Although, that Ryan Murphy did not read. <laughs> no. Although earlier screen queens might be women that just had to look pretty and shriek a lot until the hero got around to save them, later screen queens are meant to show women worrying about something other than a man. Unless that man is trying to kill them. <laughs> and then entering into a phase where that woman wrecks vengeance by defeating the villain. So that is just a quick definition for you listeners out there. Anything you want to add, Miss Mel, about what is a screen <clears throat> queen? Um, no, I mean, it's interesting because it's kind of like, um, <clears throat> you know, because people talk about getting pigeonholed in things all the time. And it's like horror is the one place where it's like you want to be associated as a screen queen. Like it's kind of like a pantheon mm -hmm. of of um, people. And yeah, I mean, it's like you the simple definition, like you said, is OK. It's a female protagonist of several horror films. Um but yeah, I mean, it's like, if you dig deep into it, it's like a hugely feminist thing when they basically have a survival story play out right in front of your eyes. And for the most part, they do also function as the final girl. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think the idea of the Scream Queen is like one of the very underlooked um, sort of like feminist images in film. Um, it's obviously not perfect because, you know, brutality against women is like, a, you know, what have you, but um, there's definitely a, a theme of overcoming and uh, kicking the, the patriarchy's knife and or chainsaw wielding ass. And or chainsaw <laughs> and or weapon of choice. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, as Miss Mel said, we, you know, discussed how to approach it and we feel like traditionally people would have gone back and been like okay who, who was the first screen and sort of worked away from there we're going to take it in the opposite direction and look at some current working screen queens and then sort of work our way back to peak as miss mel said which was in the 70s and the 80s and then the origins of the screen queen um in the universal era so <laughs> This episode, we're going to divide it in between two um, current working Scream Queens. We're going to take a look at Chloe Grace Moore and Abigail Breslin. Woo. Uh, woo. Miss <laughs> Mal, who yes. should we start with? Um, well, I guess we could start with Chloe, A, because she was the first one we thought of for this, and B, because um, she is more of the traditional Scream Queen between the two of them. So it would be Good an interesting, point. you know, default start there and then go into Miss Breslin. Good point. Yeah. I have all those right. sometimes. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> we're all due every now and then. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so Chloe Grace Moritz. Um, I'm just gonna just gonna spitball here and steal a little bit from basically her Wikipedia page. She was born in Atlanta and uh, raised in Georgia. Her mother was a nurse. Her father is a plastic surgeon. She is, has four older brothers um, and has, is in interviews described her family as being very Christian. Hmm. Uh, she moved to New York in 2002 when uh, she was five or six uh, with her mother and her one of her older brothers, Trevor, 
because he had been accepted into the professional performing arts school. And she would help him rehearse lines and he taught her some of the acting techniques that he he learned in school and that's what first piqued her interest in acting. So when her family saw how much she enjoyed it, they decided to um, sign her up for some auditions to see if she could apply those skills professionally and um, the rest was was kind of history. (laughs) And she did. I believe she started it in TV and her first role was um, playing Chelsea Lutz in the 2005 remake of the Amityville Horror. Yes. Um, she was and v- I guess that is where v- we Whittle. will start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was very little in that movie. Um, playing the, you know, the fun horror cliche of, like, the creepy child. Yes. Um, and, well, I'm not entirely going to... No, yeah, I will. I will. I will give this entirely up to her. I remember her very well from that, that movie, even when I don't remember that it was her. Does mm. that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Like, I always remember the creepy little girl from the Amityville Horror remake. And you're like, oh, that was Chloe Grace Moritz. And then I'm like, oh, that was Chloe Grace Moritz because, hey, she did a good job. Yeah. In a mediocre remake. <laughs> In a mediocre remake, yeah. And, um,. You know, I feel like it was, I don't know, those, those remakes and stuff, like, those are so easy to, like, get lost in and stuff or whatever. Like, as an actor, I feel like, like, that can very much destroy your career, I think. But she kind of, like, she kind of made that her thing in a way. She's kind of been such a remake. Queen. Yeah, Scream Remake Queen. <laughs> scream Remake Queen, yeah. Um, and she's obviously branched out of horror a, a little bit, but she keeps she's coming back to it. <laughs> she wasn't kick-ass. Yeah, she was kick-ass. That's, that's a really big thing that everybody knows her from. Um, she had a role in 500 Days of Summer, um, the Diary of a Wimpy Kid movie. But um, she kept going. She was in a couple low budget indie things like Room Six and Wicked Little Things. Mm-hmm. And then she was in the American remake yes. of Let the Right One In, Let Me In. Yeah. Um, that was her next big foray into horror where she played Abby, um, who, spoiler alert, is the. Um, Focal vampire. Um, Her her next horror thing after that. Oh, she was in Hugo. Yes, she was in Hugo. Um, Yeah, she plays Isabel. Um, Which is a very, very, very pretty movie to look at and a great book. Mm -hmm. Um, She was in the Dark Shadows remake. Yeah, she Um, was, uh, oh, the werewolf daughter. Of daughter. Mm hmm, mm hmm. Then she uh, obviously played Carrie White in the 2013 remake of Carrie. Um, and that, I believe, is her most recent foray into horror. Yeah. Um, but I did hear, I remember hearing a couple of weeks ago that she has been cast in the Suspiria remake. Mm. Um, that remakes is, Scream uh, remake queen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is supposed to be coming out this year. I don't know who she's playing exactly um but 
Tilda Swinton and Mia Goth have also been cast. Um, so should shape up to be a fairly interesting yeah. movie. <clears throat> yeah, she. Um, I don't know. It's I guess it's interesting her as a because she did she started so young like most scream queens start in their you know teens early twenties playing high schoolers, um, and she's kind mm -hmm. of been playing these horror characters since she was a kid. And it's interesting to see how it evolved from, you know, one of the creepy Lutz children all the way to playing Carrie. Um, yeah. Yeah. And like the rebellious daughter in Dark Shadows um, and that sort of thing, which... So I guess she's maybe not as conventional um, as the others, but she's definitely more mainstream than Abigail Breslin was. But that being said, she has been in... She's definitely... Indie, yeah, yeah. Indie horror, which is something that... Um, was not a thing, I think, in the 70s and 80s for Scream Queens. Um, you were in the big blockbusters or you weren't really mm -hmm. a known yeah. actress in that genre. Um, but yeah, she's like, you know, obviously she's a versatile actor. We mentioned she was in a bunch of other things, but um, she's definitely a versatile horror actress, specifically. Yeah, and I think what's, <coughs> what's interesting is she... Um, kind of has earned her title as a screen queen by, I feel like she really solidified it doing the Carrie remake. Yeah. She had a lot of horror credits before that. Um, but I feel like that, that was it, like, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, what led a lot of like critics and just people who love the genre say, okay, you can have this sort of yeah. unofficial title. And now. it's interesting because that <clears throat> film Pretty much by everyone was not really well received. The remake wasn't really no, liked by anyone, but her performance and the performance of um, was it Julianne Moore who played her mother? Yeah, um, were both yeah. basically the the um, critically acclaimed part of those films, which is you know important because the thing is, is horror often isn't you know super well made sometimes, and even if when it is, it's kind of like you know brushed to the side. But the actors and actresses stand out um and that i think is probably something that is an important facet of a screen queen is can you carry a movie um because it's all about you um which she did really well in, in that carry make it was a very different version of um the original it was like a much darker if you can believe that um yeah rendition well and she had oh i'm sorry no i was just finishing my sentence you're good no um <laughs> And she had to do something that not many screen queens have to do. Some screen queens have made their name from this, but not a lot have. She had to play the villain in the end. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like we think of most screen queens as being the hero and the protagonist. And in a way, Carrie doesn't stop being the hero and the protagonist because we're still kind of rooting for her, mm -hmm. even when the massacre happens. But she does... But she still transforms into the villain. And I feel yeah. like they especially played that up in the remake. Where yeah. I feel like they make her a lot more malicious when when she when it happens. The rampage yeah. starts. Yeah. Which but you could even see in um the teaser trailer too, even it was like yeah. crazy. Whereas I feel like if you watch the sequence from the Brian De Palma original with Sissy Spacek, she plays it as a way where like there's some intention, but it's still just kind of like 
totally out of control. Yeah. And it's a different vibe. Yeah, it's a, you, you feel bad for her. It's kind of like pity at the end there because it's like she can't mm-hmm. control it. It's going, you know, nuts. Whereas here, it's very much like you can feel like the vengeance. Um, yeah. And, I almost, and she seems to be able to control it. Yeah. Like she's physically, like she's, she's moving her hands and her arms and she's like concentrating it. Yeah. And, and that's, that was an interesting choice. Um, and I also think that that kind of, um, mentality darkness revenge what have you was kind of there from the beginning of the movie like it was something uh chloe grace more it's like had in the character from the beginning like yes she was quiet and she was meek and she was shy but there was something also maybe even a little bit off about her in a way that was not in the original um which i think was a really interesting conscious acting choice um and it ties really well in the end like you said it was like she was controlling what she was doing yeah it was interesting. Um, that that wasn't my favorite performance that she has ever given. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will admit a little bit of bias because I I didn't want a Carrie remake, <laughs> and so I didn't actually go in. I didn't go into it like super um, whatever. But I think I I I almost would have. I think I would have liked Carrie the Carrie remake more if they had kept the exact cast but held off a couple more years mm. because I, I feel like whatever 2013 I saw enough of it in her performance but I felt like she didn't quite have the range mm-hmm. to get, get into the complexity of <clears throat> well, she was still young too I mean that's the interesting she thing was, about, she's still young now she's yeah. like what 20 yeah she's very yeah. young um, so it's like impressive that at 20 you can be deemed a scream queen. Um, yeah, she was like literally a teenager. She was actually Carrie's age, um, which is good, you know, because it's like, all right, you get a sense of, um, you know, honesty and um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Authenticity um, from it. But that being said, you know, you trade off for that maybe a little bit of experience or um Refined skills, so. Refined skills. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, are you? Are you, <laughs> are you thinking or? Well, I'm just trying to think of if I have anything else to say about Um. Well, okay, so let's talk about her in uh, Let Me In. Another yes. remake, um, yes, which I didn't want or ask for, but because um, I loved the original, and I went into this one, um, you know, already kind of being like, uh, really, but um, she, I think she did a really good job in this one mm-hmm. um she kind of again she almost did the same like it was almost like she was practicing again for carrie because she plays abby in this far less sympathetic than in than the characters played in the original yeah. swedish version yeah um <clears throat> which works for like kind of the different avenue that the remake that that, that let me in takes mm-hmm. um but it was interesting. And like, 
I thought she had, she and the boy have chemistry, but like, I don't know. And it's funny. It well, I guess like looking at the time around the time the movie came out and, you know, thinking about it, it's like, you know, thinking, okay, Chloe Grace Moritz is Abby. And it's like, you know, no, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, like that's the only actress at this point that I can really picture in that role. Um, and again, I think it was a little bit darker. It was um, a little bit more gothic. And I, it's interesting that that kind of plays to her, um, where it seems to be playing to her strengths with, between that and Carrie and other things. I mean, she just, it's funny because I guess, you know, if you talk about typecasting, you know, she's a blonde young woman. You know, you wouldn't expect her to kind of thrive in these situations where she plays against these very, you know, gothic, dark, kind of dim backdrops. Um, and between Let Me In and um, Carrie, I, you know, I think it, for whatever reason, it really works for her style. Um, and even in Dark Shadows, where it was kind of a bit more colorful and a bit more playful, she still had this, you know, there she kind of um, funneled it, I guess, as the, you know, gothic, rebellious teenager. Um, yeah. But, you know, it works for her. She very much has this dry sort of acting thing going on um that i don't think you would expect from you know in a in a ooh, drop my chapstick in a um industry that kind of thrives on putting people into boxes and typecasting people um you know she very much kind of breaks her own mold of what you would expect i think which is interesting yeah yeah i think she's still trying to find her specific style and stuff or whatever, but it benefits us because we get to watch her sort of break all these different molds and try all these different things and stuff or whatever, because I, I don't know. I feel like every time you watch her, she's not, she doesn't, she doesn't quite have a trademark, Yeah, but I don't, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. It makes for some interesting performances. Yeah, and I mean, like we said, she's 20. She's still doing what she's right. doing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if, and hopefully she does continue with this vein of horror films um, on her resume to see kind of where, what kind of protagonists or, um, you know, screen queens for yeah. girls that ends up creating. <clears throat> and I think she will. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, I mean, she's at least got... She's at least in Suspiria, so that'll mm. be um, very, very interesting to see. Something, kids. Not only a contemporary remake, but an American remake. Um, so that'll be quite interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, favorite performance of hers from a horror movie for you, Miss Mill? Um... I did, you know, I did really enjoy her carry, um, even if the film was very misguided and not anything I wanted. I thought just comparing it to the original um, was very good. I also did like her in Dark Shadows, even though it was kind of a cliche character she was playing, very much a um, <laughs> motif. But, um, you know, I enjoy her snarkiness in that in that uh, movie, and it showed off kind of her very dry sense of humor. So, yeah, I'd say those two. <laughs> <clears throat> I like it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <clears throat> um, 
I'm gonna go origin story. I'll say Amityville Horror. I almost, yeah, I almost went creepy, with that. Creepy girl in it. Yeah. Whatever. Chelsea, I think, is the character. Um, yeah. Little Lutz. Little Lutz. Trial. The little Lutz, as it were. As it were. Or, uh, or whatever they call them in the Amityville Awakening that we watched. <laughs> the uh, Martins, I think. Yeah. They were the Martins. Uh, we were like, what? We are like, what? We were like, who? Who? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this taking place in a colonial-style suburban house and not on a Long Island waterway? <laughs> that was another thing. Bro. It took place New. in like I a, don't um, think in a neighborhood. That was just a weird movie. That was. Um, I don't think anybody from that movie is going to become a screen queen. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so glo- glowy. Wow, I. This is what happens when people have three names. It's just, I have to really think about it's one, two, two three. Um, Chloe Grace Moritz, um, modern day screen Chloe queen. Um, yeah. Good stuff. I think she'll do, I think she'll do lots of more horror yeah. as, as her career goes on. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see her in some more original horror. Yeah. Yeah. She um, is the, the remake, but a uh, queen, but it would be nice. Um, see her. In other yeah. Things. I think, I think she'll be, yeah, dipping back into the genre quite a bit. Sweet. So, so another modern day scream queen um, that we have for you, as we mentioned, is Abigail Breslin. <clears throat> and I do not have her filmography in front of me because if my computer likes to freak out when I have <laughs> Skype and anything else open, so I'm gonna got, give that one to Mr. You. Kruggers. Sure. So Abigail Breslin, uh, she was born in New York city um her father her her parents were telecommunications experts computer programmers and consultants what a fun household (laughs) two older brothers who are both actors um she has described her life as being her or her child as being a very close-knit family um and she began her career when she was three years old in a Toys R Us commercial. And, and then her first actual breakout role was, um, just like Chloe Grace Moritz and many, many, many actors in a horror film, um, her part in Signs. Yes. In 2002. <clears throat> Since then, the horror movies that she has appeared in include... Zombieland, Haunter, The Call, uh, Maggie, Final Girl, Wicked Blood, and Perfect Sisters. And she is on the TV show Screen Queens. And yes, and she currently stars on uh, Ryan Murphy's Fox TV show, Scream Queens, that we told you to not confuse this with earlier. (laughs) (laughs) We made it tricky by bringing in Abigail Breslin. Yeah, as Chanel number five, she's been on that two seasons. um, She is one of my favorite characters on that show. She's good. She's good. And she's always been good. Yeah. Since those early days, since, I guess we'll start at the beginning, Signs. Yes. Um, where, of course, she was, she was five years old, she was playing, she was much like Chloe Grace Moritz, 
creepy kid, yeah. right? You yeah. know, Mel Gibson's daughter. She's she's cute, but she's a little weird. You know, she <laughs> much like I hope my like, children oh, will she, be. There's no things about the aliens. Has she has she seen them? What's going on and stuff or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, she she she's fine. Yeah, she was the <laughs> the kid from Signs. She was the kid from Signs, and 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 uh, what what else do you say and stuff for whatever. <clears throat> um, da, 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 so uh, okay, so Zombieland. Yes, that was that's, that's probably where like a lot of people initially know her from now because like you said you don't really remember these child actors um but i feel like a lot of people like that was kind of a breakout role for her as the the younger sister in zombie land um because that was just a really funny character she was playing um and she was, she was really charismatic in it um and i think this was a good second step for her in horror I mean, she obviously she did other things between Signs and Zombieland, um, but, but coming back to horror, I'm glad she did this because she got to she was a little bit older and she got to show that she could be funny. Yeah, you know, not just scared. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was like I mean, she was playing. She had gone from playing the creepy kid to playing like the teenage kid sister, um, <clears throat> and you like literally she played just a completely different character i mean this was like a snarky kid wielding like a gun or whatever in a post-apocalyptical <laughs> um post-apocalyptic you know zombie world. mayhem she shot did was she the one who shot bill murray was it her or was it the other girl i think i think it's her yeah i think she shoots him she shoots bill murray yeah because she doesn't know who he is because she's too young like they make the joke yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like oh my god you shot bill murray and she's like who um, and then um, <laughs> Woody Harrelson's character gets really mad and says something when she like doesn't know who Bill Murray is. I remember that now. Yeah. So she shoots Bill Murray. Um, uh, she wants to go. What is a, her character basically in Zombieland? Um, despite the fact that it is a you know post-apocalyptic zombie world, wants to go to right a theme park. Um. Yeah. Uh, Pacific Playland. Pacific Playland with her sister, and um, <laughs> for, they they are on that goal. So they um and they like jack people's cars. The quest. They um they <laughs> pretend at one point that she's like infected and stuff. Like it's just to like hustle people. Like she just plays a really really good character, and it's such a great second role for her because it was like such a a live character to to see her playing. Whereas you know like. Like we said, Chloe Grace Moritz has sort of a muted um, demeanor when it comes to the horror character she plays. I think this started um, the trend for Abigail Breslin to play these like really like snarky, funny, um, like charismatic, um, comic relief uh, horror characters. I agree. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, she's she's. She's definitely a highlight of Zombieland, I feel like. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of her other um, jaunts into to horror, I've really only seen her 
in Maggie, um, which was the... Did I see the call? I might have. Hold on. <laughs> I, I have not. I have not. Um, but I have seen Maggie uh, two years ago, which was a um, horror film starring Abigail Breslin and Arnold Schwarzenegger. The governor of California. Never forget. And it's, um, they're in the aftermath of like a zombie pandemic and stuff or whatever. And, um, their father and daughter and she gets, um, the virus, which will eventually turn her into a cannibal and stuff or whatever. And so it's, it's really basically just kind of deconstructs this movie just sort of deconstructs their relationship. Okay. Interesting. Um, it's really good. Interesting. And she was really, really good into horror. She has to show a different side of herself because that she got to show her more like, um, traditional, like dramatic acting skills and stuff or whatever. Um, and, um, she, she also had to be, uh, then she also had to be a dead girl, um, or almost dead going crazy. Um, she was good. She was very good. Um, yeah. So, and I, Oh, keep going. No, 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 just, um... Well, I was gonna... Just, uh, I like that she chooses roles every time, it seems, when she comes back to horror that lets her do just a little bit more or just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in The Call, um, she basically plays this girl. Like, she's not the star of it. It's obviously Haley Berry. Um, <clears throat> but she plays this girl who gets kidnapped. She's the one who's abducted, right? Yeah. Yeah. She um, is the girl who gets kidnapped and then Halle Berry's trying to like, you know, it's like one of those really, I, I, it's, it's like uh, Don't Breathe where it's more about the suspense um, <clears throat> and the thriller aspect than it is about like the actual horror, which again, I find interesting because, you know, she's doing really diverse things. You know, she started out with Signs, which is like a science fiction horror film. And then she, um, you know, moved into Zombieland, which was a comedy gore fest yeah. horror film and <laughs> you know now it's you know a thriller heist kind of kind of film um and she plays like vastly different characters in each one um which is you know really interesting That's interesting um i think you and i would agree though that one of our favorites if not our favorite thing that she has done is haunter I was just looking at her list and I realized I kind of skipped over that chronologically because <laughs> I was talking about Maggie. But yeah, Haunter. Um, and I think we've mentioned Haunter on the show we, in passing. We we talked about it a bit during the uh, Canadian horror film episode. Horror film okay, episode. right. <clears throat> and um, well, I guess we'll apologize now because it's a bit of a difficult movie to talk about Which because I think we said last time we were like, it's really good. Just trust us. We can't tell you anything else. Um, yeah. So much of it is, um, you're just, you're not what is happening. Yeah. And then when you do figure out what is happening, there's a wrench in that. And then there's another wrench in that. Um, but well, we don't really have to talk about the plot to talk about yeah. her, I guess. Yeah. But um, she plays a disgruntled she is uh, teenage daughter. 
say that. She's a, a disgruntled teen. She's definitely the anchor of the movie, um, which is different from being the lead. You know, like, she really, like, I feel like she grounds this, mm-hmm. this movie, kind of carries it in a way. Yeah. Um, not carries it. Not carries it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, her character is very interesting the way it unfolds, you know, because it starts out as one thing and you're thinking, okay, I've seen this movie before. And then when you realize kind of what's going on and what character she's playing and, um, you know, sort of the backstory behind this character and like the very interesting way that she turns into, you know, it's still very much a screen queen character and very much a survival movie um, <clears throat> in a different way. Um, and it's just so interesting um, to, to watch that play out. And I do think, you know, obviously the script is where a lot of that comes from, but I do think the way um, she handles the performance and the character was important for <clears throat> the way that that movie unfolded um, because you realize what's going on along with her. Um, so she's kind of your, your viewpoint, um, which is, you know, a very difficult role to be in a film when you're basically the eyes of the audience and the conduit of all information um, because there's no dramatic irony. You know what she knows. Um, so it was a very, it's a very interesting role. It is a very interesting role. And, she gives a very good performance. I mean, a tremendous performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, well, to say that this is what cemented her as a screen queen, this is what cemented her as a screen queen to me personally. Mm-hmm. Like in the larger horror community, probably Zombieland. Yeah. Um, but this is like when I saw her in this, I was like, oh, oh I want to see her in more horror movies. Yeah. You know, like I think, you know, she's she can have the title. She's one of us. You know, she. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, it was a very. I mean, Zombieland is fun and good, and you know, you know, you're there for the dark comedy of it. But um, you know, this was a very there was no laughs in this movie and it was actually really sad at certain points. Yeah. Um, and the way she plays it, you're just like, wow, like that's really, that sucks. This is so depressing for you. Um, yeah. And she's kind of taken that turn ever since Zombieland. Cause Maggie is like that too. Yeah. Um, that was like, um, I wish she, well, maybe cause she's, uh, she's getting to do, she's doing like the funny side of her mixed with horror with screen Queens now. Yeah, so yeah. So screen Queens, the TV show is what it is. Um, but Abigail Breslin's character is probably with the exception of, um, Denise Hemfield. She was probably <laughs> the, the reason I came back to put up with that show. Um, yeah. Well, and Jamie Lee and Jamie and, um, Billy Lord was good in it too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she plays this sorority sister who is like the um, servant to the um, president of the sorority. And she refers to her little gaggle of of followers as Chanel's number, what is it, Chanel number two, four and five? Or is it Chanel number three? One of them's missing. 
like we skip a number for one of them. Yeah, one of them's missing. Um, but she paused on me there. Oh, sorry, that was my bad. Yeah, so um, (laughs) yeah, one of the Chanel's like something happened to her. There's only like it's like three and five, I think, is what it is. Yeah, she's number five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she's number five. Billy Lord's number three, and she and it's actually interesting because they make a case in the first season that she might actually be the killer because she's kind of this unhinged, you know angry repressed um, and they they keep picking on her and yeah yeah she's like the meg of the chanel's kind of um right there's this subplot in the second season because they they, like switch locations they're at a hospital and they like like, somehow become these med students and there's this thing where they have to take the mcats or the hospital will get shut down and Abigail Breslin's character is the only one who like studies and takes them and passes and like the other Chanel's they just cheat and pass and then there's this like it's really really funny where they're all talking about we all got perfect scores and she's like but I'm the only one who studies (laughs) yeah she like actually knows things and nobody cares and and she plays it really well she's really funny she's really funny yeah she's like she's just in a bad show yeah (laughs) it sucks because the show is awful but she has like these really funny bits where she's like this kicked puppy who's like, I did all this shit and nobody noticed or like what have you. Or like she works as a secretary for a hot second at a like dental office, I think in um, yeah. the beginning of season two. And she like loses her shit on people like in the, the doctor's <laughs> office. It's incredible. Like it's like peak, like, you know, if you liked her in zombie land and that's your favorite kind of character she plays, then like, this is like really like, top Abigail Breslin for that type of type of um horror definitely um because she's just she's just really funny like and it's not even and I you know and it's like I don't think the show is funny and I don't think the show is well written but I think she's really good in it um yeah and she definitely stood out as a highlight um for why I put up with it for so long (laughs) same 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 yeah it's so funny, you know, to, you know, have a, you know, a screen they want it to be like, oh, screen queens, look at all these actual screen queens we have. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I don't, they, they I don't. Try to, uh, some people try to claim that Emma Roberts is considered a screen queen at this point. Um, people have tried to say that about her. I don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Um, aside from the show, she was in two other horror movies. And I don't think she earned it. <laughs> One of them was screen four, and then she was in The Black Coat's Daughter. I don't... No, you're not there know. yet. Um, Emma Roberts hasn't earned, earned it for me. Yeah. Um, Abigail Breslin, yes, I would call her a screen queen. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is in the show. She is the considered screen queen. the screen queen. Um, but other, I, that you really only just have two yeah. in the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> And Jamie Lee Curtis's character is also a highlight in there because she was basically like Jamie Lee Curtis playing the um, who was the 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 bitch coach from Glee. It was that type of character, basically. Yeah, Coach Sue. Yeah, uh, she basically plays the dean of the school. Um, yeah, Sue who, Sylvester, who's like basically that type of character. She she got an honorary degree from the University of Pittsburgh in the second season, so she could like open a hospital. So she could open a hospital. She was a doctor. Um. Yeah, some whatever the my the characters that I like in that and the screen the actual screen queens in that show are very good, um, which I think says something about them that they can shine so well in such an awful. Um, I agree. <clears throat> thing, 
but yeah, I mean, and it's interesting, and I, we'll get more into this, I guess, as we start working our way back. But, um, <clears throat> you know, when you have the traditional, it's, you know, yeah, so it's interesting even with Scream Queens, because it's like you have the traditional Scream Queen in Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. and Abigail Breslin is, you know, a modern Scream Queen who has done, like Chloe Grace Moritz, she's done a lot of different stuff. I mean, Chloe Grace Moritz yeah. does a lot of um, remakes, but it's, you know, different. It's Carrie, and she plays a vampire, and, and that sort of thing. Um and it's kind of how the idea of a scream queen has evolved from this girl who fights for her life through these slasher films to now you can like play across all these different genres of, of horror. Yeah. And it's, it's, that is interesting. And I think that is something we can, you know, reluctantly thank the TV show scream queens for is that we do get to have this fun, the old and the new, you know, the mm-hmm. the expert and the ingenue and stuff or whatever, because Jamie Lee Curtis is that sort of peak screen queen. She did earn that title and make that name in those 80s slashers, Halloween and The Fog and Terror Train and all of that. Um, and then Abigail Breslin, her forays into horror, not a single one has been a slasher yeah. movie. Um, I haven't seen her in Final Girl. I think it has slasher elements, but it's not a slasher. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so she hasn't touched on that at all. But they're both kind of considered staples of, you know, staple actresses in the horror genre. Yeah. It's interesting to see how it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like one of the, it's just like a fun thing. Like if I had any yeah, chops ever, I would like kill to be a scream queen. So it's like, um, <laughs> You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, the breadth of the fact that the Scream Queen is still alive from its origins back in, you know, like the 30s. Um, and, you know, it's become a thing. And, you know, Ryan Murphy aside, like, you know, something like Scream Queen's like a show that plays on it. And the idea of like, you know, the motif of the Scream Queen, the final girl, what have you, is just, it's really cool. I love when stuff gets meta like that, so... Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. And um, yeah, I think Abigail Breslin, much like Chloe Grace Moritz, is going to keep dipping back into the genre. I think she'll even work in it more so in a way than Chloe Grace Moritz. Yeah. Um, I could see, I could just see that, I guess. And yeah. um, and I'm fine with that. And I, I want to see what she keeps doing in horror. Um, I want to, her to get away from Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the one good thing I guess about them killing off Denise Hempfield is that she got away from Ryan Murphy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell you. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, she, she comes back she in comes the back. finale. Oh no! Yeah. I should like finish watching season two. But should I? But should you? Oh, I mean, Denise Hempfield. Other highlight. Like, just look up her scenes on YouTube. Just don't, like, find the... Co- like, I, there's probably a compilation video out there somewhere. Just oh, look up. Didn't I'm Didn't sure. season one? Um, I probably made it, because... Yeah. <laughs> and have yourself a good old giggle. Um, right. But, yeah, so that was our... We're gonna... I think we're gonna try and do two, or maybe, if we get ambitious, do three. But two... Around two in a... a um, episode... Um, working our way back. Yeah. I think our next one... There's a lot of screen queens out there. There's a lot of screen queens. That was the thing, too. We were like, oh, God, like, how do we approach this? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I think our next ones, we're going to go with um, 
maybe Neve Campbell. Um, who else did I say in my text to you? <laughs> I don't remember. Dan Roshan? Debbie Roshan? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said probably. Debbie Roshan, Because the 90s. Yeah, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. Well, and then we'll, the 90s, we'll probably have to touch on Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sarah Michelle Geller. I was going to say Sarah Michelle Geller as well. Yeah, so we might have quite a few for you. There's a lot, on. there's a lot. I mean, lots you know, uh, uh, Danielle Harris, Catherine Isabel. Um, we got plenty, uh, plenty of screen. There's queens. plenty there's before no we even get before we even get to the '80s. These are all yeah. screen queens we we could touch upon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Women's History Month. Woo. <clears throat> yes. And then at some point, this Hashtag feminism. This month, we will take a break in that to give you our much promised Leprechaun. Podcast yes. in honor of St. Yes. Patrick's Day. Of course. Um, that is coming up. We will be reviewing Leprechaun. We will be... Jennifer Aniston, not a Scream Queen, but... Not she's a in queen. it. <laughs> but she's in it. I know she regrets it. She knows she regrets it. We all know she regrets it. But it doesn't matter. Because it's out there forever. It is there forever. And you know what? Chiller plays Leprechaun a lot. So, you you know, no one's going to forget anytime soon. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so, um, who is your, you know, who is your favorite Scream Queen? Do you have a modern favorite Scream Queen? Is there a... Um, so, thinking just, like, actresses who have started... Like in the 2010s, yeah. Um, that have like kind of fallen into the Scream Queen, yeah. Like mold. one of those, not, not like overall. Yeah. Okay, um, I would say Vera Farmiga. I was, you know what, and I almost, I almost said that one to you as well to be like, oh, should we talk about Vera uh, Farmiga? I, I mean, I could talk about her for days. She plays She's, such interesting characters in horror too. For a Scream she Queen. does. And she plays very interesting characters for a Scream Queen. And I think she's very conscious of that because she said in interviews how much she likes the horror genre. She likes it just personally and likes what it can do for her, her acting. Um, she's been in a good handful. She plays the mom in Joshua and Orphan. Um, she's obviously in The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. She um, stars cool. as Norma Bates on Bates Motel. Their final season just started. Um, yeah, I really like her um, in general. And I she's the better Farmiga, like too. She is mind. the better Farmiga. Because yeah. people do consider Tatiana a scream queen sometimes as well. Yeah, I don't. But, yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> but Although whatever. I like her. She's in a movie she's called a The Final... She's a Ryan Murphy scream queen. She is a Ryan Murphy scream queen. She's in a movie called The Final Girls. Not to be confused with Final Girl with <laughs> Abigail Breslin. <laughs> and um, she's actually pretty decent in that. And that, um, but no, I go with the older Hermiga if you want a real scream queen. Yeah, yeah, she plays like the mom scream queen. Like it's interesting. It's like she doesn't really yeah. play the ingenue character. Like she plays the mentor, protector, older female character, yeah. which is so interesting because you don't really get really that in most scream queen stuff. It's usually the young female oh. protagonist. So no, not at all. Yeah. How about you? Um, I do really Looking like at that, like 
really recent group. Yeah. You know, I do really like Vera. Um, yeah. But I, I just really, really love Abigail Reslin. I think she's great. Yeah, I do um, too. <laughs> in like all her stuff, like she's just she's funny. She can be serious. Um, so I'd say as of right now, she's probably my favorite of the recent era of Scream Queens. We need to get Abigail Breslin and Vera Farmiga in a movie together. In a movie together, where they play like paranormal investigators. Oh my god! And like Vera's like, like. Like, uh, Abigail Breslin's, like, the intern she hired. <laughs> Who's, like, doing it for college yes. credit. <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Um, oh, we'll just uh, put a, put Abigail Breslin in The Conjuring 3. If it happens, yes. Or in yeah. um, The Nun. I don't know if Vera for me is going to be in The Nun, but... It is yeah. a spin-off. That's the, 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 the that we talked about for a hot second when we talked about The Conjuring is, like, the war in cinematic universe universe that, that has been, been growing out of it yeah yeah which is kind of cool um four movies deep about to be five yeah yeah but um so do you listeners have uh any faves we didn't mention or any specific things about the ones we did mention that you like or maybe you hate them i don't know um <clears throat> i don't know yeah, let us know and yeah i mean do you consider emma roberts a scream queen if so what is your defense <laughs> i want to um, hear it <laughs> couple other like you know contemporary uh, olivia cook um maika monroe she was um the lead in it follows yes and, yeah she uh, is considered people are saying she could be a, a new scream queen so yeah. let us know thoughts and opinions yeah and you can let us know at splatterchatter669 at gmail.com um, on twitter at splatterchatter666 minus the vowels or you can just search it and it will pop up um, or on tumblr splatterchatter.tumblr.com um, Mr. Quegas has his blog splatterchatter666.blogspot.com um, where he recently put out a as promised um, all I think it was all the Oscar winning horror films I did, yeah. From the last episode, it was every horror film to receive an Oscar nomination ever. Which is a lot, so. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I also put up, um, the other day, I, my review for A Cure for Wellness, um, recently in theaters. And in the next day or so, probably by the time this episode is up, I will be posting my review for Get Out. Ooh, I'm seeing that on Tuesday. Which I saw last night. Seeing it on Tuesday, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Heard nothing but amazing things about it. Oh, so. I, I can say nothing <laughs> except I continue the amazing praise. Yeah. So, so exciting stuff. Yeah. Oh, but I will say I want to say this really quickly. I mean, we can we can maybe talk a little bit about it after Miss Mel has also seen it. But there's a lot of chatter going around with Get Out saying that it is starting this new trend of like atmospheric horror that is, you know, um, all about slow building tension and, and it's political. That's bullshit. If you know anything about horror, horror has always been political from the very beginning. Yeah. Did you not see, uh, uh, <laughs> what is it? Um, Dawn of the dead or, um, God, I mean, yeah, just stop it. Just stop it. And yeah. And, Slow building atmospheric horror has also been around since the dawn of movies. So yeah, it's it's just it's it might be part of a new upswing, 
but it's not, it's not, it's not the a beginning. new feature for uh, the yeah. genre. That being said, it's really good. So cool. 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 All right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think, I think we're ready to wrap up yeah. our first, um, Women's History Scream Queens episode, and we'll be coming at you shortly with More the screen next queens. round of frightening females. And until then, we will say au revoir, adios, and das vidani. <laughs>